Hello boys, hello girls, Fernando here and welcome to a new episode of the For Change Makers Show where it is our job each episode of this first season to deconstruct disrupted businesses, to tease out their business model, their culture, their mission, their vision, their impact business model, their marketing, their sales strategies or whatever it might be that can help you to test and to try in your own impact business. In this episode in particular, my dear friend and business partner Sina interviewed Liz, the founder of Boetica. Today's episode is really, really, really inspiring because Liz is sharing her story of moving to Germany from Mexico and starting a business from scratch with her husband. Boetnica is an ethical fashion brand that sources clothes from a network of 200 plus artisans in Mexico that of course they are 100% handmade, they are fair traded and they are eco-friendly. When Liz arrived to Germany six years ago, she didn't know anybody, so she decided to start a community that today has more than 6,000 people in it. And of course, she shares how she did it. She also shares how they develop a relationship with the local artisans to empower them. This and much, much more on this episode. Enjoy! It's great to have you on the show today. Um, I know we know each other already for a couple of years. The first time we met was, I think, in 2017. I'm not sure correct. about the year, but it was yeah. for sure the Ethical Fashion Show in Berlin, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes, correct. Hello, hello. <laughs> Hi, Sina. How are you? <laughs> Very good. <laughs> and last year, I had the chance to join you in one of your photo shoots for your brand, Bo Ethnica, in Berlin. And exactly. we were walking around uh, the city and you were taking all those beautiful photos. And by the way, Liz is an awesome photographer as well. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to me, it was uh, not only a great experience because of your beautiful clothes, um, but also because you had this awesome community of Latinas helping you all day long. And I rem remember when we went for lunch afterwards um, that one of the girls told me that you're an amazing community builder and that you uh, created this awesome tribe of experts from Latin America in Berlin and that you all support and help each other um, in a heartbeat. And I really love that. So I would like to know how it was for you to move to Germany from Mexico and to become an entrepreneur here and start your ethical fashion label, Wetnica. Okay, well... Um... So I came here in 2014 because of, um, because of my husband. So he's from here. And I actually came, I, I did actually came direct from Mexico, but uh, let's say I left four years before in the US and then I moved a few months in Mexico and then I came here just for the wedding, you know, thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, it was actually, uh, you know, like adjusting to the change. I mean, because it was kind of like, I always feel in between three, three countries, you know, like all the change, like all this, these different lives or levels or, you know, and, and different countries. Um, I always try to take the best out of every, every place I've been. No, of course I miss my, my country. Uh, but I, I, I know that I've been doing a lot of things that here that probably I couldn't be doing in Mexico, you know? Yeah. Uh, and um, so I think actually that's one of the main reasons why people can become 
um, entrepreneur, no? Uh, because you, 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 I think you have to move a little bit out of your comfort zone and that makes you, you know, uh, be more inspired and more um, active and more, you know, like in some, in some point you, need, you feel this, you know, push. Because of course the first year for me was a little bit depressing I think it's it's a very I don't know if it's only Latin thing or like many you know nationalities you know like to move uh, so far and I guess because I was also you know like uh, moving with someone you know all these different things so in the first years was a little bit depressing that's exactly why I started with this uh, community on Facebook um, Latinas in Berlin no so now we are a little bit more than six thousand I think six thousand wow six hundred something. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful community. It's very active. And uh, so, so that was, um, you know, for me, a uh, starting point uh, in my life here because I was, start, uh, I, I was connecting with a lot of people. I really, really believe in connecting with people online, of course, offline as well. Mm -hmm. But I, I've been discovering a lot of, uh, uh, I have uh, a lot of successful things uh, or like uh, achievements because of I've been meeting people online. So, so yeah, that's a little bit for me. for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and what were you, your main struggles at the beginning when you started being an entrepreneur? Like, were mm -hmm. there any, any um, problems you were facing and anything you needed to overcome? Uh, well, um, of course, I mean, as a, as an, let's say my entrepreneurship, I mean, it, it started with, since I was little, no. So I think in every, every place has been different, uh, problems. Um, I will say that, uh, the language, I mean, I'm, I'm going to talk specifically in Germany. I think it's, um, I think it was obviously the language, no. Um, but. I have to say um, that, of course, this this brand, Poetnica, it's 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 founded by two. So my husband is always in my uh, behind uh, behind everything, all the bureaucracy, all the papers. So I will say that I, I'm actually very lucky because uh, he's he's the one who's dealing with all that. He's very good at that. So. Um, I will say that I'm covered, you know, because I know a lot of people, that's the biggest issue, you know, like to have to, you know, like all to create a business, to all the importation, or all these, these, these things, no? So um, I, I will say that I, that the, the, the language, uh, it's still my, my, my biggest challenge to, to be entrepreneur, even though a lot of people speak English, but I feel, you know, like with my German is still, I mean, after, I, I have to say it, after uh, almost six years, Uh, my, my, my German is not very fluent, but uh, it's because I've been working a lot in English, in Spanish. My husband speaks fluent Spanish, or so, you know, yeah. but uh, I think that's, that's the biggest, no? Because I think um, when you're positive, uh, I think I'm, I'm a, a positive person. Um, I, I never had any, you know, troubles, you know, problem with, with do, I, I, I guess I, I just throw myself to, to whatever it comes. <laughs> so that's helpful. <laughs> that, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and do you remember the moment you decided to become an entrepreneur? Do you have like a specific story or maybe a person that inspired you? <laughs> uh, I, I, as, I, as I mentioned before, I think since I was little, I was always very active, you know, like I remember, I mean, 
I'm 37, so when I was in, uh, I was, I think, 13 years old. I mean, obviously, there was no, even, there was even no internet. So I remember, <laughs> I, aha, uh -huh, like, I, I remember, you know, like, I was uh, doing a lot of videos, and I wanted to do even commercials, because I, I studied communication, so I was like, okay, I want to do this, I want to show, um my friends, these commercials, and at, 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 you know, like in the classes, and then I, I have to tell you this. Is, I mean, I just I'm thinking since I was I was ten years old, and I remember that I, you know, in Mexico, like uh, all you know, the developing countries. I mean, Mexico probably is not that much, but um, you know, there's people who's cleaning the windows uh, in in the corners, no, on the streets. Mm -hmm. So I, was, I remember I told my dad, I want to buy one of those things and I want to go there and I, I, I want to get money. I want to work. I was 10 years old. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I always, I have, I have a lot of like this kind of story, like, you know, selling these things. I really love, you know, like being very active. Uh, my, my parents obviously taught me very well to, to, to work. They are very hardworking people. So I think all comes from there, no, like I see also my brothers. I mean, we all have our own businesses. So we're kind of like, uh, we come from an entrepreneur uh, family. So yeah. um, that's since I was little. And of course, as I mentioned, moving around, like being in different places make you do that, no? Because in one point of view, if you're not active, you have to go home. I mean, home, back home, like to Mexico. You know, when I was in the US, I was also doing a lot of, um, um, things i was working in social media i was doing photography i was uh teaching spanish <laughs> i was always doing something <laughs> so i don't know exactly the moment so I, that's what i i went uh you know like long time back to just tell you that when i was telling i want to i wanted to clean windows <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you you made a, a great movement from wanting to clean windows to uh founding an ethical fashion label but yeah <laughs> It's it's great, um, and what made you transition into social entrepreneurship or the wish to um, create an ethical business? Uh, well, I guess um, also I think it comes also in my uh, my personality. I consider myself a person who likes to help, to support, to do community, to collaborate to participate so i think all these things together made me uh, uh do this you know like to, to to think because to be honest when i started with with uh with the brand it was a little bit more like an excuse for me to to have still to still have this connection with mexico uh we tested uh the business so we were not thinking really like in the beginning we're gonna be social you know we're gonna help and no, it was kind of like, okay, this is nice. We were doing a trip in Mexico, um, in the South. We saw these. We, we fell in love with all these um, incredible colors, incredible textiles, the hands before, uh, behind these amazing work. So we were kind of like falling in love. Like me and Alex, we were like, okay, so this is a good idea. And then it was 2016 when it was, let's say, this boom of um at least in mexico uh of being proud of um wearing mexican clothing and and and, and so i think all this came together yeah um, 
um, you, you mentioned, I think, um, one time to me that it was like during a road trip you did with Alex in, in Mexico, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the, actually the, the, the inspiration came from there. In my website, there's actually a, there's a little story uh, and the video because we were just recording a lot of things on, on, on our way because it was 6,000 6, kilometers what we did. So wow. it was really, yeah, it was really nice. Very inspiring. Yeah. So also I have to say that the clothes um, you you sell with Wetnica, they are very, very colorful and beautiful. I really like them. And I, would, I went already to two of your pop-ups Stores, yeah. I think. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. And every time there was like one or two specific things I really fell in love with. I remember the last time was like this long black dress. The, the black dress, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah, so, so beautiful. So maybe you can explain um, to all the listeners um, what exactly Boetnica is about, like what kind of clothes you create, with whom you work together, and what you're selling. Okay. So uh, we, we, we work with artisans in Mexico, in the south of Mexico, basically, um, in, well, mostly in three states. So it's Puebla, Chiapas, and um, in Oaxaca. Uh, in the beginning, we were doing more like um, just, uh, you know, uh, buying from, from the artisans what they already have, you know, like the typical, you know, in Mexico, we have typical garments uh typical i mean that the indigenous people wear them as as, as their normal clothes like everyday clothes and um but of course the life or like the everything uh, actually actually uh, in 2017 that by the time uh, i met you and i start you know like life was bringing us to to this direction like not only you know selling mexican clothing so um I, I, I saw this opportunity to, to start growing a little bit. So, um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not a, a fashion designer, but I mean, you know, the, I start, you know, designing a little bit like, okay, I want this dress, like the one you fell in love with, you know, but this is all about just being uh, one of, uh, like to have one of a kind pieces because we, we cannot, I mean, you know, this is all handmade, you know, they work with the waist loom or backstrap loom uh, pedal looms, um, uh, hand embroidery. So it's kind of like, it takes a while. So, and, and it's very hard to repro reproduce a, a piece. So it's uh, more like one of a kind. That's what we, we always say, one of a kind pieces, no? Maybe we reproduce a couple, but uh, it's more about that, no? So everything is very, uh, like the style is more bohemian, it's more relaxed. I like that the, sometimes a little bit oversized things and, you know, very colorful, very lively. And, and of course, we try to be uh, very transparent uh, with, with the connection. No? Like, we like not only to say, oh, this is Mexican dress. No. So we try to, to say, um, you know, this, this come from, uh, I don't know, Chiapas, and it comes from San Juan Chamula. This, this is a symbol. This is a Mayan symbol. It means this. It means that. So we, we like also to, to, to not only show the beautiful uh, work, and, and that's it, not to tell the story behind the clothing. That's uh, very important for us. Yeah, that's beautiful. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I remember that. And also, I think it was in your last pop-up store, you showed me one of your garments, I think a shirt, and you said that it takes um, the artisan like about a month to to create it. So that's like intense. I think a lot of people don't have this in mind sometimes if they go and just buy some, some clothes that actually people producing 
them and it takes like really long time especially yeah if it's like pieces like this and it's, yeah, like, exactly. it's like kind of an art i would say Exactly. Yeah. Art designs, art. It comes from yeah. art, right? Um, yeah, because, uh, you know, the, the loom, like the waist loom they use is like, it, I mean, it's amazing when you see the, the woman's, I mean, what it takes a month, it's not like they're a month doing, I don't know, maybe because they, they don't even count the hours specifically because they're like kind of, uh, they do one hour and a half and then they go cook and then the kid is around and then they're, you know, that the most, uh, most of the artisans, they work at home. So they have their, they have the, the loom over there and they work and, but it's really amazing or like embroidery, you know, when, for example, that black dress is, is beautiful and it has all that part um, on the bottom is, is all hand embroidery. So yeah, for sure. It, 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 it's, it's a, it's a lot of work for, for the artisans and we have, and, and we like to say it in some of our clothes, uh, we, in the, on the label, we say the time that they, they take to do it um but of course our, our target or like the people the visit uh when we have because um, we don't have a physical store so when we do a pop-up store when we do have something i try to explain you know because i mean i've I had a lot of people tell i remember one time i was doing a pop-up store and i have a the rack outside and then someone was walking and said like oh this is too expensive it's just the same like an uh, I don't know if I can say the brand <laughs> uh, <laughs> in this, uh, you know, fast fashion brand. And I was like, excuse me. I didn't say anything, but I just thought about it. Like, okay, there's a lot of people who are not conscious about it. Of course, that's not our target, but we do have a lot of people uh, who knows, you know, like they, they see the work and they appreciate it and they fell in love with it. And that's, you know, our target and our customers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and what you just mentioned is, I think it's very common, not only when it comes to, to ethical clothing, but also to so many other areas that a lot of people, they just lack in knowledge. And so um, as, a, as a social entrepreneur or as a, the founder of an impact business, when you do like your marketing, it's not only about like marketing your product, but you're also always marketing like your story behind it and you're educating the people on these specific uh, problems you try to maybe solve w with your business. So I think it's always like a very complex area. Yeah, 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 for sure. It is, it is very complex. Uh, it's, it's been, uh, yeah. sometimes it's, um, yeah, we struggle uh, sometimes with a few things under that uh, topic. With what do you struggle? Well, like with, with this, with, uh, you know, like we never know uh, if the, the, the customers um, in front of us really appreciate it or not, or like if they really know, I don't know. Sometimes I, I don't, I don't know if I, I have to explain. I do explain. And sometimes, I mean, sometimes people are like, yes, I know, I know. And, and then, but they're like still bargaining the price or something, you know? Yeah. And within your marketing, do you address this as well like telling a lot of stories and educating the people um about yeah the artisans in mexico about how it's uh being produced how long it takes etc so that people really understand that this is why it costs this price and not like uh just a uh, part of it um if you go to a fast fashion brand yeah 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 of course uh, i think that's um that's our uh, strength because I, I can uh, provide a lot of images, videos, because that's what I do. 
So, so I think that's, that's really good for the brand. And, and actually that's a, a thing that I heard uh, from friends, from customers, from people when I meet them, that uh, we have really good communication. We, we, we do have um, a strategy on, for example, Instagram or like, uh, you know, all the, the, the uh, social media platforms that we, uh, of course we do show the, and we do want to sell. So we put some nice pictures, uh, but we try to be very, um, uh, like we want to, to explain, you know, like, okay, this is beautiful, but we don't, for example, we don't give names to the dresses like, Oh, so I, I know many brands that are doing this, you know, like working with Mexican clothing, uh, and they put names, you know, like, Oh, this is the Margarita dress. You know, like, mm, okay, no. <laughs> um, and things like that. No, but, um, but yeah, I think, I think it's, um, it's, it's very important to, to, to tell the people uh, what's behind through uh, images and through, I think the whole storytelling is very important. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And by the way, I love your Instagram. I think I told you this already a couple of times in the past, but I, I really love it. Um, the pictures you, you post there and um, yeah, just the whole communication on, on your Instagram. And you just mentioned that you like, have a strategy for your Instagram. Can you, Explain it a little bit um, further. Um, what exactly your strategy is there? Uh huh. Yeah. Um. So now, for example, I'm doing a different. Huh? But I really like, and I actually this is an experiment because I think I don't know because uh, the, you know there's more movement in other platforms uh, like TikTok, for example. Now, because <laughs> I've noticed a lot of um, that people are not uh, that into Instagram like before. I don't know if I'm wrong. Uh, I've been posting, for example, I mean, now it's like, okay, I'm trying this beautiful um, grid, you know, like I cut the, the photos and everything. But before I like, I, and this is, it, it takes more time for me because I, I actually do plan the post when I have the time. And it's always kind of like rotate a little bit, no? Like if I show, you know, like this post is going to be more about uh, selling the product. So I have it. I actually have the, you know, the, the, uh, the option that you can buy it. And I, I talk about it, you know, this is a beautiful dress. It's handmade. It's this, 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 this. And I have the story. And then sometimes I have a post with um, the artisan, for example, I don't really like to have a lot of pictures. I do have pictures with artisans, but I don't, I, I don't like to be the brand. I mean, me, yeah, I'm told, I'm telling this personally, I'm not anything against people who uses a lot of uh, artisan images. I, I do have a few ones and I think I'm okay with those. So sometimes I like to talk about uh, the artisan work. So I have a few videos. Sometimes I put the videos of them, like a few seconds working on the loom so people understand what that means. And then another post probably is going to be, uh, I don't know, something related to Mexico only, no, like a, a plant or, uh, you know, a special day. So I try to rotate the, 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 every post, you know, like it has different concepts so that people don't get bored. Now I'm doing this and I, I notice people is getting bored, you know, like they say it's, it's a beautiful picture, but it, it's clearly like I'm selling. Mm. So, uh, so that's what I'm telling. This is a, this is an experiment. If you see now, if you open the the Boetnica Instagram, it looks it looks very pretty because it it's all very well planned. You will, I mean, if you do it, it's like a design. All everything makes connection. Like every post, it's like a big poster. 
Uh, but but yeah, I've seen that people is liking it more, less. I'm so, I'm sorry, less. So people want to see more the story behind the brand. Sometimes I also put some. I don't know if I'm doing a trip or if I'm going with Alex on a meeting, something. I put also that, like also me as a person on Instagram, or Alex as. I mean, Alex is a little bit more less. He doesn't really like to be there, but I mean, me sometimes I put a story of me. So combining all these little, little details and make the, 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 the Instagram account more human is what I, I, I've noticed it's more successful. Yeah, um, this is also what, what I experienced. And I think it's also because we, um, a lot of brands move into a way that they try to not be just brands anymore, but uh, they want to perceive more like, like a person or like human beings. And I think also for the target group, it's easier to connect with brands that maybe feel more like a person where you also feel like, okay, maybe I can connect with different values and um, like share the same values. So I, I definitely saw this movement as well, um, yes. this shift. And um, you, you mentioned that you were like trying to, bring in like some rotation on the topics, but you were mainly like focusing on like three main topics, as you said, like um, maybe a picture of an accent or like the story behind it, picture of a dress and then picture of Mexico. Is, and you said that you're changing it a little bit and what direction are you changing it right now? Um, as, as I said, like if you open now, it's more, it's more just the beautiful, ah, okay. uh, like a, a, a model. Mm -hmm. uh, showing the dress okay 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 yeah so now it's uh, you clearly see that it's, it's, it's a brand selling yeah and it's you were just men mentioning tiktok as well did you also uh, include <laughs> tiktok now in your, in your I, I i started with tiktok of course i mean I'm, I'm, a, I'm a i'm a social media expert so i have to i'm i'm, I'm learning i'm uh, actually i already um post a couple of videos of uh because i do have a lot of material and um but I don't know. I don't know if it's a channel. I don't know if obviously it's my target, but you, you never know, you know, you, you never know. I think every, each, each channel has its own offer. Um, that's what I discovered. Like, uh, I don't know if I, if I explain myself, but uh, you're not going to post the same on Facebook. You're not going to, you don't have yeah. the same, you know, and on Instagram, yeah. Twitter, I don't use it anymore. Like a, for example, Pinterest is, is, is also a good uh, tool to, uh, for people who's looking specifically for our kind of clothing and then they go to the, the shop, you know? So that maybe that's more shopping and inspiration, you know? Mm. So it's, it's, it's tricky. It's very, it's very tricky with all these um, yeah. social media platforms. Yeah, but I like the way that you're testing it out and see um, what is working, what is not working, and then try to shift your strategy um, into what is uh, going on in the market right now. So I really yeah. like that. Um, I would also like to talk a little bit about your supply chain um, because, I mean, all of your products, they're 100% handmade, fair trade, eco-friendly, and you work with all those different artisans. And I, I think you travel like twice a year to Mexico to, um, to look for, for new products, right? Um, in the beginning, we were traveling more. Uh, of course, uh, I have to mention because, of course, this is an import uh, importation. So 
we try uh, to cut a little bit the CO2, uh, CO2, CO2 in Spanish. Uh, and of course, these trips are not exclusively for Boetnica. Of course, they are because I'm going to see my family. And, and in that uh, trip, I go also to the south, or we go. I mean, actually, all the time we go together. Um, and yes, uh, we now, I mean, we're going once probably last year we went once. So this, 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 this January, we did the biggest importation. Uh, so I think we, now we have enough, uh, stock because we, uh, we, we, br we bring it with us in the, in the airplane. And so we don't, we cannot bring a lot of things. And, um, well, this time we did, uh, but, but. But yeah, so that's that's the main thing. Now we go, we 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 know already. I mean, it took a while because we started in 2016. In the beginning, we we start. Of course, we didn't start with working directly with the artisans because I I remember I went to markets. I started buying in markets. I was really happy. Pa pa pa. But then I started discovering uh, a lot of interesting things behind. Like for example, of course, if you go if you buy in a market, these people sometimes are not the artisans. They are just the the vendors, the sellers. And, 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 and in some point I start asking my, myself, like how, how this is so cheap, you know, like a, a blouse. I mean, probably the, the things that I'm bringing now are not that cheap, but in the beginning they were like, I don't know, 15, 20 euro. And I was like, how come, like uh, how, how, how many, how much did the artisan actually earn for this? You know? So I start, that was the biggest question I have. And then I start kind of like digging in a little bit and, um, you know, like uh, looking for information. And, 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 and I said, you know what, I think it's, it's, it's obviously it's more ethical to buy directly with the artisans. And then it was funny because, of course, when you buy with artisans, sometimes it is more expensive. So that people don't know. You know, so it's, it's, it's very complicated because then online you see a lot of different offers. You see something that is more it's cheaper and of course people buy it, but it's, it's, it's very, for us as a brand, it's very complicated sometimes because I mean, in the beginning, probably we were uh, selling more because it was cheaper. And then we start sourcing for directly from the artisans. So we made sure that we were paying uh, what they asked for. And of course the prices increased. But I mean, we're still doing it. We're happy with that, even if we're not making a living, a huge living from the brand. But I think it's um, it's very important for us uh, to 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 source or to to get all these uh, garments directly from the artisans. Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah, working directly with artisans is super important. And um, so. Looking at your supply chain, I mean, like you and Alex, you go to Mexico and then every time you go there, you have like your fixed artisans you work with and you um, get products from them. Or also when you go to Mexico, do you look for new uh, collaborations and new artisans to work with? We, we, do, uh, we do look for new ones, but we already have our, our uh, connections. Like now, for example, we're working uh, with in Oaxaca. I mean, I wish really uh, uh, to, 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 you know, um, let's say order more things. Uh, so all the collections uh, are more like my, micro collections, you know, it's something very unique. I mean, we don't bring a thousand pieces, of course, but, um, 
but we are sourcing from this this community in Oaxaca and uh, San Sebastián Rio Hondo. So they're doing amazing, amazing, amazing project uh, because they 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 live uh, kind of like near the coast and then they get the um, the cotton from there. I mean, in the beginning they they said it was organic, but I mean you know that to say organic you need to have the certificate. But now this uh, this is ecological because they obviously don't use any pesticides. And then they bring this cotton to the community and they, they uh, spin, uh, they have this um, uh, uh, tool that uh, they actually brought it, uh, like the idea come from India. So it's kind of very interesting. So they spin this tool and they, um, you know, the, well, they, they seed the cotton and they spin it and then start like doing kind of like the trev. And then they uh, dye it with natural uh, dyes, like um, from, from the area you know like indigo or like uh, uh i'm thinking you know like this kind of uh, many flowers or uh cochineal etc and uh, and then they they work in the loom so they do everything ah, and the, on the loom they do the fabric and then they um they embroider everything so it's 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 amazing. All the process is very nice. So we have actually a document, uh, well, a small documentary on on YouTube from or like I did. So all the process, like to record the process. So it's really nice. So with them, um, I mean, it's obviously this is already expensive in Mexico. Like one 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 piece is already expensive because it's a lot of work. So we have uh, let's say uh, around thirty pieces now. And then we work also with uh, artisans from Puebla. And then with them, I already, you know, like have a, a connection, a lot, um, let's say more, a longer connection. And then they also do like the dress you liked. But the, here is kind of like tricky because then we need, um, of course, we need uh, someone else to, to, to do the finishing uh, because, uh, you know, uh, they don't have the artisans don't have machines so it's it's a lot of a lot of work no but yes so the, the answer is yes we do have uh or um or or um artisans are the ones that we are we know and we actually order everything online already you know this is very advanced <laughs> and <laughs> i sell you know i do my designs i sell i send them the designs and the pictures and we work through WhatsApp, so it's kind of like interesting, and um, but at the same time, we we still look for new ones, you know, uh, or even if I don't know when we go to Chiapas uh, and then we see people, it's very clearly when when they are the artists and you see older women selling on the streets, and I see okay, like four pieces, and I get those four pieces from from her, you know, I mean it's it's uh one of the values of the brand is like i pick every single thing one by one like i never you know like send me just a box no 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 i pick every single thing on the store yeah. do you have some advice for like people that might listen that also want to start um an ethical fashion brand or maybe work with artisans like I have some advice on how to connect with artisans and how to establish a good relationship. Yes. Uh, well, first of all, I think it's very important to speak the language, obviously. Mm. That's, yeah. I think, because even, I mean, even if I speak Spanish, I, 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 I've been through a few 
little details um, in the communication, you know. Uh, of course, I'm not a very strict person because, I mean, I, they've done a few things that probably was not what I was expecting or whatever. So all, there's always these kind of problems, you know, or like uh, mistakes. So I think uh, I would really suggest to have really good communication. Like, and, and of course, artisans are all, all around the world. Like if people want to work in Thailand or Laos or Vietnam or Africa, you know, so the, that's, that's very important, the, the communication. And in general, not to be afraid of, of doing things, I think. Um, I think that's my biggest advice, you know, I mean, Many people have, um, see a lot of um, uh, things in front of them and they're like, oh, I'm not sure, I don't know. It's just do it. I mean, that's what I always say, just just do it. If, if you say yes to an opportunity, you will always have time in, in the future to say, oh, probably no, probably wasn't for me. But you never know if, if you say no in the beginning and then you were going to say like, oh, I should say yes. So I think that's... Uh, did you, did you ever face any challenges in working with some artisans? And if so, how did you overcome them or how did you solve them? Um, I think it's this, this basically, no? Like uh, requesting things online, you know? Like on, on, on sometimes I'm not here and I, and I, I, I mean, so I'm here in Berlin and then I have to talk to them. It's like, okay, we, we do everything via WhatsApp or email. So, and, and, and for example, the last time that they, I mean, they usually do something, um, for me and then I don't know if they change a person, uh, who was doing that specific thing. And, and then when I received the last things, they were not like the ones before, uh, you know, like the, the, not the size, not even the, you know, the that shape so it changed you know and I was like oh I didn't like this that much you know so I think that's that's the biggest challenge or like the biggest uh, I mean thing that I had to deal with is um it's very hard for me being here I don't have the opportunity to be in Mexico and and be with them you know checking the things they're doing and then of course I I order I pay I get them and then I see them And then sometimes like, oh, this is not exactly the color I wanted. So that's, that's the biggest problem, I think. Do you have some partners or someone in Mexico who no. might check for you? No, no, no. And I'm actually, uh, since last year, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, like if I should, I, I, I'm thinking, of course, like uh, in looking for someone who, who wants to also, you know, at least uh, we are now a, a very well-based uh, or um, build companies, so probably someone would be interested, but I, I haven't had the chance to meet someone. But of course, I, I, I think that would be a good idea to have someone helping us there. And do you have contracts with the artisans you work with? Contracts? Yeah. No. Okay. No, 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 we don't have contracts. Not so yet. it's probably helpful for someone who also wants to establish a relationship with artisans, let's say in, in Mexico or in Latin America, to like for the first time to establish it, to go there in person. Would you advise that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's very it's very it's a very delicate uh, subject, you know. I mean, because because it's 
I, I always say it's like when you when you are going there and you're working, you're working and you uh, you're not helping anyone. I mean, because this is not about helping. This is about business. At the end, you're doing business. So you're going to meet someone and an artisan and you have to see them in the same level. You're not going to see like, oh, I'm superior than you. Mm. You know what I mean? And then sometimes people tend to help, try to help them mm. in somehow, but then they get affected because probably this person has no experience or, you know, so that's a big, that's a big issue. You know, you're trying to help, but then, I mean, they, they don't, they cannot respond the same way. So I always also give that advice. Like, uh, I, I mean, there's a lot of people who have a lot of experience already in, you know, artisans. I, I, I know that they do. Like, for example, these people from Oaxaca, the one that are doing the um, ecological cotton, they're awesome. They're amazing. Like the communication with them has been great. Uh, and they know, you know, they, they, they know already what they're doing. So uh you can i mean people can deal with those 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 things and i already talked with people who are who works with artisans and uh, not only in mexico like in guatemala and 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 yeah i mean it's 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 a it's a problem because i mean you're not doing uh you, you know you're you're it's a work it's it's work so you have to expect the same the same way you know like you're paying you're receiving what you're expecting and but for sure that it has to be a good communication and that's sometimes a big issue yeah do you have some tips on how to improve the communication or how to build a good communication uh i am as you can notice i speak a lot so <laughs> i speak a lot <laughs> and I, i i i mean i think for me it's been to be it's been very good to to come with the artisans because of course artisans sometimes they, they're afraid of working with someone who's not you know uh, even even me that i'm mexican uh if they see me if they hear me i'm actually from the north so you know uh sometimes they're you know they, they don't they don't want to do it but they, one time I, i remember i talked with an artisan in a market and he gave me his number and everything and then i sent him a, a text and like i want to work with you and he he never replied kind of like he freaked out you know yeah. so so also that could happen and so the, but the, the 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 thing is like i think is um very important to be yourself i mean i'm not gonna tell you have to be very uh, a happy person i mean i am For example, when I come to talk with the artists, I'm, I'm very transparent. I'm very, um, I'm very honest. I said who I am. I said what I'm doing. I said what my purpose is. Like I'm very, but I talk too much. You know, it's like I present myself. I'm like this. I show. I prove. This is my brand. This is all my what I've been doing. You know, for them to trust me, because also people cannot. I mean, sometimes artists cannot trust people. You know. So that, 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 that could also be a, 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 an issue with some people. Uh, so I try to be very transparent with them, I think. And I, I explain everything with details. Uh, about the designs, I know even if I explain, I call, I give messages, I make pictures, I make paintings, drawings, everything. <laughs> But there's always something, you know, there's always a problem because this is handmade so that's why we also say like it's handmade if for sure it's not going to be the same it will have some 
differences, you know? And I have, me as, as the owner of the brand, I have to admit that. I'm saying that to my customers and I have to admit that. that that's why I never, you know, like I, I, I'm not going to uh, stop working with them because I, I got a couple of things that I, I, it wasn't what I was expecting, you know? I mean, it's very difficult to, to, to uh, make sure that everything is going to be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine that. I can imagine that it's very complex. Um, I would also be interested to know um, because all of your products, uh, they're uh, fair trade and eco-friendly. And when you work with the artisans on how do you make sure those uh, products are um, eco-friendly? Um, well, with this community, because I know the process uh, now I'm supplying the fabrics so I'm getting the fabrics and I give the fabrics to them. Okay. When I'm talking about only the like the eco collection, because not everything is eco or like organic or, you know, like the things. Remember, I told you in the, in the beginning that sometimes we do get, uh, we still get um, sometimes vintage clothing because they also have a lot of vintage. And, uh, well, vintage is the, you know, the hippie word, <laughs> uh, secondhand. <laughs> yeah I, i go to the market or whatever like i get oh yeah this is so vintage now they're gonna say no this is for my grandmother <laughs> <laughs> and um sometimes when i say this i forget what i was saying um what was the question <laughs> the question was uh how you make Sorry. sure that the, the products are uh, eco-friendly ah yes so so that's that's what i'm saying no i i supply now but what we're doing for example with this other community in puebla that the beautiful dress you fell in love with i give them the fabric and this time i even gave them the thread as well uh so that's that's how i make sure <laughs> how was it in the beginning so because you uh, weren't supplying them with the fabrics from the beginning right no 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 the, the beginning was just like uh, buying mexican clothing that's okay. it so it was not eco-friendly then in the beginning no no okay. i mean it was cotton but uh yes. they didn't really have you know i mean it was a make sometimes still cotton sometimes okay um i would like now to talk a little bit more about the mission behind uh Bo Etnica. um I, I read on your website that you want to, of course, empower the artisans and that your mission is also based on the dialogue and the transparency that you already like explained and uh, the respect. Um, so what else is like behind um, Boetnica? So what is the vision you have with the brand that you want to achieve long term? Mm, well, I take very seriously the, the you know the uh, uh, cultural appropriation thing or in general the culture um we have in mexico a, a very rich culture like many countries and i think that was also one of the things i wanted to show the world or show uh, show europe or germany or berlin so i'm very proud of my my roots even though i'm not from the south i have to very be very clear with this because i'm i'm from the north and it's totally different it's just like here in germany no like if you come from uh, lubeck you're not going to compare yeah. with someone from munich absolutely right? i mean i live in hamburg <laughs> i live in hamburg and i am absolutely absolutely not like the people in bavaria so <laughs> exactly and and i'm saying bavaria exactly because they have a very it's exactly like us like in mexico south it's very traditional it has a really you know specific culture but um 
but but anyways i mean it was i was very i was very proud you know about being mexican uh, uh as i mentioned before i live in another country then i moved here and i was trying to look for this connection i was kind of like ah, i miss mexico i want to you know do something good i want to you know everybody to know all these amazing things so it was more like this all these inspire me to bring mexico to to the world because I'm, I'm, I'm since i'm saying i'm, I'm online business because we actually we just got today a really nice review from someone from singapore you know because yeah. we, we sent something to singapore and it got really fast and she's like oh it's amazing you know we have sold uh to to hong kong to japan to thailand to so it's really nice no yeah so i think that was it that was it just the connection and the love for my culture yeah very very uh beautiful um and an amazing job you do uh, especially also with your mission and i i want to talk a little bit more about your business model um that is behind Boetnica. so you have your online shop you sell the clothes online but you also do pop-up stores from time to time so you also sell those clothes like offline in a physical store and um what what is more important is it like the online shop is it the pop-up stores and how did you build this business model well we're still basically building the business model even though we have been three years out there uh, because of uh, clothing is very specific so it's not something um you know traditional i mean traditional feel or like you know very classic uh, so we have been testing a lot. Um, of course, my main my main goal is to sell online. That was the, the the beginning. I was like, I want to sell online only, and then of course I start you know getting this uh, uh, or like meeting people because I, as in the beginning I also said in the, uh, um, that I really like to build connections online. So I start getting these offers, uh, you know, like, oh, let's do a pop-up together. I also have a brand. Okay. So because all the pop-up stores that we have been doing uh, is with uh, a lot of brands. It's, uh, we've done a couple just as Poetnica, but it's here in a small store in Berlin because I, I got to, knew the, uh, to, to meet the owner, you know. But um, the biggest one is always like a collective, a collective pop-up store. And I, 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 as I said, I always say yes. <laughs> so I always say yes to opportunities. So when it comes an opportunity, uh, I say yes. Uh, we have nothing to lose. We're trying. Uh, of course, uh, these things sometimes they need to see. I, I came with this idea. I was like, okay, selling online is nice, but you know, we start having amazing pieces. That I was like, even if I make a lot of effort to do a beautiful picture, people won't see exactly until they, you know, touch the fabric or see the work. So I, that's what I came with all these, the, working with, uh, you know, retail and, and, and pop-up stores. Uh, to be honest, boutiques are not really um, good for us as a brand because we have to increase the prices. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a very big uh, issue, I guess. Everybody, whoever is, is listening and if they have a brand, they will know what I'm talking about. Uh, so we start facing this problem with, okay, so I have uh, a couple boutiques interested in my products. And then, oh, but online you have them uh, cheaper. And I'm like, 
okay, no, you have to have the same price. And I'm like, okay, so I had to increase the price. And I was like, okay, no. So to be honest, uh, uh, I'm not close to, you know, but I'm, I, it's, I tested that, the being in, in boutiques. And it's not really, I mean, for us, for a, an important pro, uh, imported product, handmade, it, it really increases the prices. And it, it's like something that people maybe cannot, or like not all the people can pay. Uh, so it's, it's, it's been a while, uh, since we're out there and we're still testing, still, t uh, still testing, but my, my goal is to sell online only. Okay. So, and the pop-up stores you do from time to time, do they, do you also do them for marketing purposes? Yeah. Yeah, of course. So, uh, every, every single event I do is because I have a marketing, um, strategy behind yeah i i love all the pop-up stores you do i mean i've been to two and they are always like uh, this amazing experience and event because you you create all those um yeah events around it and uh, talks that people give and it's like always yeah this great community that is gathering last time you had like a panel there that was super interesting so i love the way you build those pop-up stores so it doesn't feel just like going to a shop and just looking for some clothes but it's like a real experience behind it yeah yeah it's it, that, that is really nice as i said it's and, and and you know what actually i mean it's because we uh we found out that making connection is so important for a business so in these kind of events we make a lot of connection we get to know a lot of people and i think that's what uh, that's or marketing as well you know like that's Even if I'm not probably selling a lot of things, but it's like the value for me sometimes is more behind uh, meeting new people. Mm. Yeah, and I know that you are a master of collaboration and also <laughs> in, in your pop-up <laughs> stores, it's always not only your brand in there, but you always have other brands um, from other Latin people um, there as well. So, um, I, I would like to, to know how, or maybe you can give us like a little sneak peek behind, uh, <laughs> behind the scenes on how you build like a pop-up store and how you um, build those relationships. How do you choose uh, with um, what brands you would work together for pop-up store? So what are the specific steps to plan a pop-up store? Yeah, of course. Well, first of all, the the the, the when we do the pop ups, the collective pop up stores, there has to be um, the first one we did. It was in Berlin, actually, and it was with someone a Mexican. Uh, now she's a very good friend of mine, Chelsea. She lives in Paris, and Stefania. She's from Ecuador, and she also lives in Paris. And so I, you know, like I I I got to know them because they had a store. Well, Stefania had a store in Paris, so you know, like all these things. And then I went there, I visited them. I mean, I think that's also a very Latin thing. I'm not saying that only because we're Latin, but I mean, because I'm really connected with a lot of Latin people. And I think we have the same feeling everybody here. Like it's like, oh, we need to, you know, we, we need to work together, otherwise we're not gonna make it. <laughs> so that's I think one of the biggest um uh, thoughts that we have, no? So I start doing this connection with them and then I start, you know, like getting to know more 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 people and inviting these people. So far I never had a bad experience uh with anyone. Like it's been very, very good. I don't know. I also have I always say that I have this, you know, very good sense about people. 
So I always uh, meet new people. It's like, okay, I do want to do this collaboration with her or not, you know? But uh, I think that's one of the most incredible things about ethical fashion is that you only get to know nice people <laughs> you know because i would say if i was working i'm sorry but i have to say it if i was going to work in just fashion i was i was i wouldn't do it i don't i don't i can't you know so because i, I think that's a more superficial world so when i'm talking about ethical fashion it's like i've been very happy to to meet all these nice people yeah. so building a pop-up store has been um you know like just uh, being together delegate things you know like okay you're doing this you're good with that so you do that and then just you know trust i guess trust um the people and so far i mean we've done paris we've done barcelona we've done berlin um i think this year we're not gonna do anything of yeah. course because <laughs> this two, 2020 is a little bit crazy so but but, uh, but you have to say that you found a great solution for the corona situation <laughs> we're in right now. So well, yeah. <laughs> online, an online pop-up store, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I loved it when I saw, saw it on Facebook that you posted it. It was like, this is like a super smart idea. And I love that you yeah, just think of solutions on how you can react to the current situation. Because right now when we record this interview, it's like during the corona crisis. <laughs> so, uh -huh. Yeah, so maybe you can also give some more insights on how you um, build this online pop-up store because that might be interesting for other people as well because normally a pop-up store is uh, just offline and physical. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, we were planning a pop-up store in, in, in the beginning of March, so we had to cancel it. And this time is when we sell the most of our clothes, like March, April, May. So we are kind of like, oh, what are we going to do? Um, and so I was like, okay, when life gives you lemon, you do lemonade, right? So I was kind of like, uh, um, I'm, I'm strong with uh, all the communication thing. That's what I studied, as I mentioned before, and as you mentioned now. So I'm not shy. Um, I can be in front of the camera. So I was like, okay, let's do it on the camera. So now, you know, everybody's doing uh, webinars and live videos and so i was okay i'm gonna do a pop-up store i'm going to show pieces i'm going to explain the pieces so obviously I'm, my main goal is always or like it's all come together no in a package it's obviously selling but at the same time explaining and showing the beauty uh, the, the beautiful work of, of the artisan so we did all this together we wrap everything and we did a, a live video on on Sunday and last Sunday, and I was showing some pieces. I had a, a, a friend coming over and doing a small walk in front of the TV. It was really fun. It was a, it was really nice. We did a contest a giveaway, so nice. I mean, of course, I got a lot of people liking our website. Maybe I mean we did sell actually. We had a good a good uh, sell, so that was good. But we also, uh, through the contest, we also got new um, uh, people signing in on the newsletter. You know, so it has a purpose, of course. Yeah, so you, <laughs> you repurposed the, the online pop-up store multiple ways. Exactly. So you, you made So you were presenting um, the, the clothes so to gain interest that people buy afterwards, but you also um, attracted them to sign up for a newsletter or like do some like in the pa the page because i had i think 30 likes in in one week in that mm -hmm. week that i was advertising 
And of course, the video is going to be there. So the video, yeah. I think, it has already almost 2,000 plays. So mm -hmm. nice, you know? You never know who's going to see the video. And I'm, I'm sure I'm going to do it again. So I really liked it. I enjoyed it. Probably I'm going to do it more, you know, shorter on Instagram, something like that. So I Yeah, think. I love the idea. I, I mean, I was, I was watching the replay and I loved it. It was super beautiful. <laughs> so nice, how, how much you. time did it take you to prepare the online pop-up store? Well, I I think uh, I mean not every day, but I I was planning it for a week. Uh, so I just have to kind of like separate the the things I wanted to show. Like it makes sense. Like uh, the most beautiful, not the most beautiful. I, I, all of them are beautiful, of course. But you know, like I was kind of like separate the ones that are only our collection, you know. And then mm -hmm. some of uh, people already know that the popular ones and, and, and the type of uh, material, the type of, uh, or like the way they were made. So that's uh, how I was planning. And yeah, that was it. I mean, I wasn't, I mean, I know already about every single cloth and I'm very, um, I think I'm, I'm very spontaneous as you can see. <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah. I was just like, okay, just be in front and just start talking. <laughs> But as you said, if you see an opportunity, you say yes. You said before, so yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, because actually, it wasn't my hundred percent my idea. A friend of mine told me, you know what? I ha I've seen this uh, brand. She's selling online. She's doing this, and then I start looking. I'm like, ah, but I didn't like really the concept they were doing. So I kind of like, okay, should I do it? And then I was like, ah, yes, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm bored this, uh, this week at home. I have to do something. <laughs> so, yeah. And compared to, to your normal pop-up stores, um, how much time you need to prepare them? Oh, no, for those are really, it's a lot of work. Uh, and more when we do the pop-up stores um, somewhere else. Like the one in Barcelona, I think that was the most challenging one. I wasn't, I wasn't in the organization, actually it was Chelsea and uh, Alejandra, another, another friend, another uh, person who works in fashion. Um, but I mean, I've saw, I've saw everything. I saw everything and I, uh, it was a lot of things, just finding a, a location. Uh, you don't live there, so you don't know what's the, you know, if the tar your target is going to be around. So it's a lot of things. You have to consider a lot of things. That's why I haven't done any pop-up stores outside Berlin because even, even the markets, you know, there's a lot of nice uh, designer markets, but then it's like, you have to think about how much you have to sell to cover your expenses, like your, your car, your, the gasoline, the, the, the hotel, your time. So it's, 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 it's a little bit, uh, you have to think about it, but it's, 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 um, it's complicated, so it takes it takes time. So that's why when 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 we do pop up stores, I think the best way is to do with more people, so you get more hands and more brains doing the the work. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, and yeah, so normally through your pop up stores, you probably also attract new customers. But you said that you mainly want to build it as an online store. So how do you in general? Um, find your your customers and how do you target them in general you mean mm -hmm. uh, well as I said testing <laughs> <laughs> we do have a lot of actually Latin um, customers like we do and I'm, I'm super happy and proud about it because of course a lot of Mexicans will think I'm gonna go and to Mexico and buy it 
but I found that a lot of Mexicans tell me or Latin people, because I also have Colombians, Brazilians, um, and they tell me, you know what? I never will see this, like when they see in, because uh, also they can come uh, to my place because I have here everything. Or when I do the pop-up stores, like, you know, I never see this uh, in Mexico, like this collection or like this selection mostly, no? Because it's a curated collection. That was, we were kind of like uh, selling in the beginning like that, like a curated collection of handmade Mexican clothing because it's, uh, it, takes, it takes my time to select every single piece to put it in a rack, you know? So I, I've seen, when I do pop-up stores here in Berlin, I see that mostly people are 50 plus, but I also have younger people, never under 25 ever. Mm. Like all my, my customers, I know they have to have, um, of course, money to pay. I mean, even, my, even though, or, or Buenica is not that expensive you know i mean it's, it's it's the prices are very uh very okay um but of course it's not the same that going to a fast fashion shop and buy something that is 15 20 euros to buy something that is 75 89 you know so um it's it's uh, we're still testing but we do have very different targets we have older people we have the latinas we have Obviously, the ethical people, like uh, the people who's interested in sustainable fashion, that's another target. So we have different targets, you know. Mm, and do you use like different channels then to um, talk to those different targets? So do you, for example, see that on your Instagram, it's mainly maybe like the younger people? Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's what, remember that I was telling you that we try to use our uh, social media to communicate different things. Yeah. Uh, so for me, Instagram, as I am doing the test, for me, Instagram is about building connections. It's not about selling. So um, I, I've, I've found, I mean, a lot of, not a lot, but for like five people already have contacted me through uh, Instagram. Hey, I, 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 I love your brand. I want to do the same. Can you give me some tips? Can we do something together? Can we plan? Can I, can I join the pop-up store? So it's more about collaborations on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Facebook, I think, is a little bit more about uh, everything, you know, but I do, I do have more people interested in buying from Facebook. And, and, and I, we also sell in, a, in a, uh, not only, on, I mean, we do sell in our website, but we are also selling on Etsy. And uh, so we have um, people there from all over the world, but I've noticed that it's always uh, older, I mean, older than 35. And uh, so Pinterest, I know, is for people that are looking specifically for Mexican dresses. Okay. And so you then also adjust the content you uh, post on those different channels um, due to, to the different target groups. Uh, if I can, I, I, I try. I mean, of course, it's, uh, I cannot produce, I cannot do a different, uh, different like uh, images or like designs, you know, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, it's, it's funny because <laughs> I think sometimes I think, I've, I think I'm producing a lot of uh, content and I'm not sure if my real customers are watching them, uh, watching that like older older people you know because i do have a lot of uh, 50 plus uh, customers so i'm like i don't know so sometimes i'm 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 
I doubt about uh, producing a lot of content, but then is when I get a lot of people giving me uh, good reviews about all these, no? So if, if I'm not selling, at least I'm giving a really good message. And for me, that's already really good. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And we were talking, um, you just mentioned messages and we were also talking before a lot about storytelling and that storytelling is, is very important for you. And of course it's a big part of, of your marketing as well. So can you share some advice on how you build the stories you tell and how can people incorporate for their own brands? Um, Well, uh, I think it's, of course, it's very important to build a storytelling. I think, uh, well, you just need to be very ready to take pictures and of everything. Not everything, because I, as I mentioned, I mean, sometimes I really enjoy my trips and I try not to take so many pictures. But it's very important to at least communicate a few things, know what you're doing. And I think, for example, that's why it's amazing to have uh, all these uh, st uh, histories or stories in Instagram or on Facebook so you can communicate those little things or little big things. Uh, but definitely it's something very, very important because it, I think you get in some point that people, even if they're not buying from you or whatever, but they, you, they have you in, in the, their mind, you know? Uh, so. So I think it's, it's basically, um, I mean, yeah, like putting, uh, if, if they cannot, you know, because like, I have friends who, has brand, who have brands and they, they, they're not really good in, in, in taking pictures or something. So I think it's, it's worth to, to pay someone to do that, you know, in some point, uh, if they can, like to add it to their, you know, budget. Because mm. I think it's very important. Yeah. Do you, for yourself, have a defined uh, marketing budget? Uh, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, what? Do you, for yourself, have like a defined marketing budget? Um, for example, to, to do like ads. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a, it's about how it's very simple for us because it's like okay do we have the money yes we pay it <laughs> you know uh and and of course uh, it's all about what we're doing for example i did pay facebook ads for example now for the event or when we do pop-up stores we do use uh ads yeah uh, but i don't know i mean some I, i'm i'm a little bit skeptical about that because uh Actually, it's funny because we just today we just pay the the invoice for Facebook, and we were kind of like we're not sure. I mean, of course, we have the results on a on 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 Facebook. Like they tell you like how many impressions, but we're like okay, but we didn't actually sell something, for example. No, so it. Uh, but we do we do have a a a budget, but uh, we're kind of like at the same time. I think all the time we're testing. You know, you know, yeah. we we do. One time, I think, I think we paid the magazine. It was like, I don't know, almost 500 euro. And that was, I think, the worst thing we, we've done. Because it was a lot of money. It was a year ago. And it was just a small picture in a very well-known magazine. But we never saw results. So, but, I mean, you never know until you try. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, of course, it's uh, always a good way to test, to try. And then you can just count this money maybe as like a learning opportunity and you know better for the next time for sure it's it's part of the process 
Correct. Um, so we're slowly moving more towards the end of this interview, but I have like one one question uh, that I wrote down in, in between that I would like to also ask you. Um, it's related uh, as well to your business model. I would like to know if you integrated like impact or sustainability like on purpose somewhere in, in your business model. So for example, that you say like, yeah, we donate like X percent of our profit or of our revenue to some organizations or like something else like that. We don't have anything very explicit for that now. I mean, of course, I, I wanted to try um, a few things. Uh, when when there's, uh, I mean, but we don't say it, but uh, it's been a couple of situations that we as a company have donated to, to some uh, problems in Mexico, no? like uh, the earthquake and things like that. But directly, we still don't have it. It's, of course, it's on my plan. Um, now, I uh, when, this last time that I went to Mexico, I talked to an uh, NGO. So we're planning to go through this NGO to make our next collection. Unfortunately, now we are stuck because of this coronavirus crisis, mm -hmm. but this is our, 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 our plan. No? So there, it's going to be amazing because through them, we're going to do this collection through this NGO. So from there, we're going to see more. It's going to be more um, uh, traceable, the, the, all the process. But no, so far, we don't have it. Uh, because it's, it's kind of like, I mean, we're still growing, um, but I think it's very important. Uh, what we do is uh, sometimes if, if people ask me, I'm very transparent with the pricing thing. Like if you ask me, like, how do you do the pricing? I will tell you. And I will say, like, uh, we're not uh, like this part of the money is, uh, you know, um, or like if this cost, this is because of that. Like I explained, this is because this is a 12% taxes. This is that, 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 that. And the same amount of money we're paying for this thing, um, basically is what Poetnica is earning. You know, mm -hmm. we're not earning like four times. Uh, of course, I mean, in the price, it has to be very like the price, but as I'm saying, I'm explaining like, we have to put the shipping, we have to put the percentage, we have to put all the branding, we have to put them. So that's normal, no? But we're not, um, we're not uh, earning more money than what we already paid to the artisans. Yeah. And um, what you pay to the artisans, is it that they tell you, okay, it's this price and then yes. you accept it? Or yes. is it that yes. you... No, no, no. It's all the price. Uh, I, I sometimes I don't even. Uh, I, I I do tell them I, I do have a budget. So sometimes I order something and uh, and and then ah yes I, I came with this idea of doing this or blah 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 like okay but I cannot um, I cannot uh, how can I say I cannot um, uh, trespass is it if you can say that like I cannot jump this budget like I say okay but it's not I have only this budget for this ah okay it's fine. So they, sometimes I have to tell them, but, uh, yep. but no, no, no. I, they always give you their price and I never, of course, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't think I have to clarify this, but I never bargain or I never said, give me more, uh, give me cheaper. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. Thank, thank you for being uh, that open, uh, like with everything. And, uh, it, yeah, it was super helpful also to get all the insights, especially on the topic of the artisans. Because I think a lot of people that maybe think about working with artisans, um, they can learn a lot from what you just shared or what you shared in the whole interview. So thank you very much. And also to 
be open to talk about your marketing and how you um, create your pop-up stores and the idea with online pop-up stores. So yeah, it was uh, very, very interesting and helpful. And at the end of the interview, I prepared some fireball questions for you that I would like to ask you. So don't think too much about it, just to say what comes <laughs> first. Um, if you're ready, I would like to start. Okay. <laughs> okay, so let's start. Do you have any quotes that you think of often or try to live your life by? Um, I think it's not a whole quote. It's just a thing positively and uh, being happy and um, whatever it comes it comes for a reason um, and I always say yes and when you have an opportunity take it that's like everything that came to my mind right now I don't have a specific quote so but all these things come to my mind great perfect what book have you recommend recommended or given as a gift uh, most recently I um, I I don't read that much but uh, what I do read it's a lot about um, entrepreneurship and uh, I think the last one and it was actually a gift that I gave to uh, someone who was living for a while with us it was I don't know if it's because I read it in Spanish but I think it's the power of now oh yeah from Echo yeah I mean that was the last time so I mean the last book I read and that was the, the last gift I remember it's a great book it's a great book um, next question. If you could have one billboard anywhere with any, anything on it, what would it say? Uh, what would it say? Oof. Um, wow, that was a hard one. I thought it was going to be like where. That would be easier. Yeah, <laughs> where? That's, we can start with the where. So where, where would you like to Yeah, exactly. Where I guess I would like to advertise, of course, in an ethical or sustainable magazine or uh, even an Instagram account because I'm thinking, you know, about it. And to say, I mean, exactly the words to say, I don't know, but the, of course I will, I will, I will remark uh, the work behind for sure. Mm. I don't know exactly what to say, but this it's, uh, it's not only, you know, like not only pretty, it's also kind of like the soul of the garment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got it. And the final one, what's your message for everyone listening to this? Well, I already mentioned a couple of times and it's do not be afraid. I think that's my biggest advice. Yeah. Uh, do not be afraid. Just do it. Just say yes. Awesome. Really really <laughs> thank you yeah thank you so much for being in this interview for sharing your story and uh, your advice um i appreciate it a lot and i had a lot of fun of like talking to you and having you in the show and um so if anyone wants to um find more um out about you about Guernica, where can they find you me as a person as a brand both both i mean any channel just just put Boetnica, B-O-H-E-T-I-N-K-A, in any uh, platform, Facebook, Instagram, uh, website is boetnica.com. So you can find me. It's going to be me who's going to answer. There's Great. no one else. I mean, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. I will also um, tag it in the show notes so everyone can easily find um, your Instagram, your website, and everything else. So yeah, Perfect. thank you very much for being on the show. It was a lot of fun. And if you have any final words, feel free to share them. 
Thank you. I'm I'm so happy, and I hope uh, it was really fun. It's uh, it's it's very it's a pleasure, of course, to to be part of this. And thank you, Sina, for for making me part of this. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Hello guys, this is Fernando again and just a couple of things before you take off. All the show notes of this episode, you will be able to find them at forchangemakers.com slash podcast. That is the number four, changemakers.com slash podcast. All the show notes plus the other episodes are there as well. If you enjoyed this episode, please, please, please give us a five-star review on uh, on your podcasting platform. And it would be amazing if you can share it with your family, with your friends on social media. We would love to see your comments and thoughts on these episodes as well. Now, for Changemakers Friday, do you want to get a short email from us or would you enjoy getting a short email from us every single friday that provides a little bit of fun for the weekend for changemakers friday it's um it's a very short email where we share just the coolest things that we found or we were pondering over the week this can include some favorite music we discover some interesting articles blogs news it can be some books that we read or that we are currently reading, documentaries that we watch, uh, podcasts that we listen, or any tool for your business, and just much, 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 and much more fun. It's very short and sweet, and it's a tiny little piece of goodness before the weekend. If you would like to receive it, then uh, you just need to go to forchangemakers.com and drop your email, and you will get the very next one. That's easy. That is very simple so if you sign up then i hope that you enjoyed so anyway thank you for listening and see you in the next podcast episode bye bye